Two days ago, we got home from a long 900-mile car trip. It was to the north and west of where we live here in the Chicagoland area. And we would like to share something that we saw with all of our listeners. Why? Because it made such a powerful impact on our lives. Welcome to the Before We Go podcast featuring Dr. David Maines and his wife, noted author Karen Maines. Here's David and Karen Maines. Actually, Karen, probably the furthest away we were from Chicago is in the Minneapolis area. And we had finished our business a little bit sooner than we had anticipated. And as we got in the car and were going to the next place in terms of our journey, Joel said, do we have time to go to the George Floyd Memorial? Joel is our adult son who was with us on the trip. We needed his expertise in terms of the meeting we had had. I thought, you know, I'm tired. (laughs) We got one more big meeting in the than we had, but he was kind of insistent, and you were on his side, Mm -hmm. so we actually went to the memorial, and I'm so glad we did. It's on 138th Street in Minneapolis, and there are two large structures at either end, not of the block, but to the section that has been dedicated to the George Floyd Memorial. Now, I'm just going to remind folk that this was the young black man who the entire nation watched being murdered by a policeman who had... That's not your opinion. That's actually through the courts. That's through the courts. Mm -hmm. Um, That man has actually been convicted. So we didn't know what we were going to see, but we thought that since we were there with Joel's urging, that would be good to stop. And we're all very glad that we did. It was actually very powerful. It's not some official thing that has been put together. It's a community almost that Uh has pulled together the pieces that help you understand and feel that this is where this this young black man died. In fact, you, you park a certain amount of way just uh-huh. because it's crowded, uh-huh. not the big crowds that well, were there. Well, it's but still a functioning street. Even yes. with all of this, you have cars going down it, and not as many probably as before, but businesses on either side of the street. On the street, as you mentioned it, from one curb to the other, uh-huh. across that street is the name probably in, what do you think? Oh, foot and a half. Foot and a half maybe. letters. Uh-huh. Someone's name and then a little bit more in another name. They've all been painted name. right on yeah, the street. They're not going from curb to curb. They're uh-huh. going from the street all yeah, the way back. The way so the car would drive, yeah. These limitless, almost, names. You actually ask a Well, gentleman. there was a young man there, and I said to him, I had a feeling that I knew what the names were, but I wanted to make sure, because there wasn't a sign. And I said to him, what are all these names? And she, he said, these are all of the black people who have met their death at the hands of police the enforcement. Police, yeah. He was black himself. I was beginning to be very moved, you know, mm-hmm. emotional. I could hardly get my words out. And he turned to me and said, thank you for coming. But you were talking to a midlife woman. This is as we walk more to the actual place mm-hmm. where he was killed. It's marked, his and body it's a, is marked the, on the, the bottom, like an yes, uh, outline of his body. Yes, an outline of his body. Mm-hmm. So you know you're right there where it happened, mm-hmm. and you're feeling it. And this is not some really nice memorial that has been built. There is a very large picture of uh-huh. his face uh-huh. that's been painted. I don't know who painted it, but so you know where you are. It's, and those stores that you heard about, they're right there. It has a homegrown feel to it. It's not a professional feel. Uh-huh. It's people have responded by bringing flowers. or And there are people, and everyone's milling. Mingling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And as you're walking, you, you see other people who are there, and I turn 
and, and she's a very attractive mm-hmm. middle-aged black woman. Mm-hmm. And she said the same thing the younger man had said as we were walking down the street. She said, thank you for coming. I'm George Floyd's aunt. Mm-hmm. And I recognized her because mm-hmm. she had been on television. Her first this name was, was Angela. Mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah, her I, name. I asked her. And then I looked it up. It is Angela. And then I turned around because you were facing the other direction. Mm-hmm. And I kind of pulled you up. And then you talked with her. We chatted just a bit. It was mm-hmm. brief. And I asked her, you know, more about herself. And I was choking up, as I'm starting to do now, and couldn't talk much. And I said something to the effect of, I'm sorry, but that seems like such an inadequate expression. And she says, well, it means a lot just to have people come. And I said, do you host us? I didn't, you know, she sort of laughed. She said, that's not quite the word I would use for this, but she does appear and she answers questions. She comes out two, three hours a day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and mingles with, with the crowd that's there. But we stood kind of in silence because I was not able to speak and she facing toward the street where all of these flowers and things were and there were candles that had been put aside for lighting at night. And she put her arm around my waist and I put my arm around her waist. And we just stood two women who were strangers who had a moment of encounter where we became connected. So I think that's often what memorials do in our lives. Mm-hmm. But that was a powerful moment for us to be there at that time in that place. Because our memories are often quite short. Memorials help us remember what's truly important, I Mm -hmm. believe. In fact, just that word, I looked it up in the dictionary, memorial, anything to help people remember some person or event. Mm -hmm. And they come in different forms. For example, Memorial Day, Mm -hmm. that's in May, is when we remember our war dead. So that's one way you can memorialize something. The the Lincoln Memorial is a phenomenal place, and you get that same feeling. It's to memorialize the life of one incredible man, Abraham Lincoln, you Mm -hmm. know. So there are different ways. In fact, Karen, as we were traveling, not not on the interstates, but when you get off and there are stoplights and stop signs, on occasion you'll see on the side of the road a sign that says, historical marker ahead, Mm -hmm. which means that somebody said, something's important here. And you might want to stop and just recall. Take a moment. Take it in, yeah. You know, I think as we're talking, that that's really what cemeteries often provide. The markers of headstones of people we love or maybe those we don't even know say that remember that there was a life lived and this is the name of that person and this is the dates of that life. So I think that that even can be a memorial event. We need these. Uh We need these in our lives. I'm thinking there are several places that I Uh could go as illustrations. This is from the book of Joshua and you remember when they went into the land there was another river where they came to the edge of the Jordan and how do you get across and the river parted. Uh Not Moses this time but Joshua. And that was very important to God. And so after everyone had crossed over, the scripture says that Joshua had them go back into the riverbed, which was dry because it backed up way farther back. From the, from the banks of the river? Yes, and they, they got 12 stones. One, and not, I'm not talking stones you pick up with a hand. Mm-hmm. They were large boulders. Mm-hmm. And one for each tribe, they built a memorial and the reason was that they needed to remember mm-hmm. that when they came to that place in their lives, God helped them out with a miracle. In fact, the scripture at the end of that time, it says that memorial is still there today. I don't think it's still there now, but I mean, <laughs> when, when, the, scriptures when, were in, when yeah. the way back in the days of Joshua and following, yeah, it was still there. Mm-hmm. This is important. So that's a visual 
reminder. Uh-huh. You have all kinds of different reminders that come as to when these special times take place and even the horrendous times. Karen, I think of another trip we made just a couple of years ago. It wasn't to Minnesota this time. It was down to Alabama. Montgomery, Montgomery Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been sick that Quite whole sick. summer. Yeah, yes, I was, for, I was uh, More I was, sick than you're willing to yeah, admit well, sometimes. I'm beginning to realize how sick I was that summer. That was three summers ago. And so I couldn't do anything. I was pretty well waylaid here at home. But I did do a study of racism in America. On the top of my roll-top desk, two piles of books that dealt with the whole concept of racism in America that have been published in the last, I would say, five years. So we're, we're getting an articulation and a historical viewpoint and sociological analysis of how racism not only impacted black people, but impacted those of us who lived in a country where that was going on, sometimes in ways we had no idea that it was happening. But in that study, I realized that Brian Stevens had started what's called the Equal Justice Initiative. Initiative, He's a black Mm -hmm. man. He's a lawyer. And that was started because there were so many black people who were convicted without appropriate legal representation. Many of them hadn't really committed the crimes. They were innocent, actually. Or they got horrendous sentences for what they had done. So he began to work with the Equal Justice Initiative to raise it up to represent these people. Not just black people, but people who were impoverished didn't have the money to get the kind of legal representation they needed. Out of that then grew this whole concept of the fact that there had been thousands of lynchings in the states, not just in the South. Mostly in the South, but not just there. But mm-hmm. more than we knew of in the North. Yes, there were 4,400 lynchings. Right. Which, I mean, that's a huge number huge that they can account for, and it's still growing yeah, as, as they as continue the to do the research. Yes. So they needed a way to memorialize the fact that this was part of our American history that we couldn't overlook when that began to go on through the South, and it was outside of the legal system. It was truly vigilante work for most of them. The blacks fled, then there were thousands and thousands that fled to the north. EJ had begun to memorialize or to study and figure out where these places were, and they came up with such a huge number, 4,400. Those were just in the south and then additional ones in the north. So they put up what I call the lynching memorial. So when I was sick and I had done all of this reading, I had really wanted to go down when the lynching memorial opened. That's again to Alabama, but I wasn't well enough to go. And at the end of the summer, was feeling better. So in September of that year, we did make a pilgrimage, really, just to see that lynching memorial in Montgomery. You want to talk about it? Because I'm getting (laughs) choked up again. It has an impact more than you might imagine. I think they say that this is a sacred place. There's and a you're sign. not to smoke, you're not to talk, talk loudly. loudly. Yeah. yeah. And the more you move into it and see just in simple sentences the mm. stories and all these representative hangings because mm. of these big rectangular columns that come yeah. from Let the, me try and describe it. It's an open-air pavilion. There's a walk that goes down the sides around this open-air pavilion. It's on a six-acre site, so the whole site is dedicated to mm-hmm. the memorializing in one way or the now they're, they're wanting to do other things such as sculptures, etc. And then they have what they call curtains. They're sort of like cement blocks, I believe, that hang in this pavilion that represent each state where there were lynchings. And on those large blocks, well, they represent the bodies. There are engraved the lynchings that took place in what county in that state. Mm-hmm. Along the sides, then, they will have placards that tell of an instance. And one I remember 
remember was of a young woman who was maybe eight months pregnant. I can't remember exactly who was lynched because she protested the lynching of her husband. This is how heinous this all was. So I feel like almost every white American needs to visit that site so they can understand how prevailing and insidious this was. But certainly every Christian American should go. And then, you know, you just want to lay flat and just weep, face to the ground in mourning. It was extraordinary. You end up speechless. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong to say you do because that's... There are no words. Yeah, and it's not just you. The other people who are there with you, they all feel it. Yeah. There is something that's... Beautifully done, but powerfully yeah. also mm-hmm. done. So. Yeah. So what are we saying? We're well, saying... we're talking about memorializing mm-hmm. things, and I think that it's important just to get the concept in our heads. And here it was for us, recalling again the trip to Montgomery and mm-hmm. being at what is popularly called the Lynching Museum. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this was a good thing, mm-hmm. a good thing for us. And it's so quickly that we forget mm-hmm. what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And that's true in terms of all of our lives. So anyway, with that as a beginning, I, I'm thinking that that whole thing, I think I said it before, that people's memories are so short. Mm-hmm. It's like my memory is mm-hmm. very short. If I say the good side is this is an amazing country. You know, in this country, we're going to have a national day that was set aside for people to be thankful. Right. I think that's a phenomenal thing. In this country, we're going to have a day set aside to commemorate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful and thing. And a day set aside to celebrate his resurrection from the yeah, dead. This, this is America, a beautiful, good side. But it's even possible in all those for people people to somehow, including me, mm-hmm. to somehow miss the meaning. what this is really all about. Yeah, and the meaning. You have to kind of be jarred back into coming up with what's this all about. So let's take the day that's encroaching upon us or approaching us is a better word. Well, say even season, yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy, David, to get caught up with meal preparation and planning and inviting. And with COVID-19 now, so many of us have been vaccinated and feel safe. And we're being told by the experts that we can gather as families. We may still want to wear masks, but if everyone's had vaccines, it's a safer place for us. So I think there'll be more Thanksgiving celebrations. But the point of Thanksgiving Day is to give thanks. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we get the food bought and prepared and the table set and the people invited and we don't and rush through that because the football game is coming because up. we don't spend time in thanksgiving mm-hmm. and so what we want to do first if we're just you and me this year or if it's a, an extended family or if it's family and friends we want to say how do we emphasize what this day is all about what this memorial is all about i put it into a sentence oh you did oh good for you <laughs> listen to this oh. American Christians would do well to think carefully and prayerfully about how they will celebrate special days such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Mm. Easter. Okay, want me to say it again? Yep. Did I get it or not? I think you nailed it. American Christians would do well to think carefully and prayerfully about how they will celebrate special days such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Goodness, we're in this land where we can do these Well, I just had an idea as we're talking. We do generally, when we gather, say, let's share what we're some of the things we're thankful about. But I think it would be good this year if you and I wrote personal letters to our family and extended family and say, in anticipation of the fact that that we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, this is something I want to tell you that I'm grateful about as far as who you are, what you do in life, 
how you have developed this kind of character it means so much to me. So there's a lasting record. Especially as we get older. Of the things that we feel about our family. And I don't say enough probably to them. I was thinking more even in terms of, you're not going to do it, write a letter to God. I don't know how you send it to him. In this sense, you just have to think prayerfully and carefully about how do we make sure that this doesn't become ho-hum to us. Right. It's the same as that neighborhood saying, there's something unique about this place because of what happened. Even now, as you go there, there's not big money behind it, but you know Mm -hmm. that that impacted the whole of this land, and it becomes hallowed in some ways. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing as far as what's happened in this country. We have this Christian heritage. There's no question that's Mm -hmm. there. But it's not enough to say it's there and then argue about it. Mm -hmm. We have to say, okay, now, Jesus, I need to figure out a way that adequately, to my satisfaction, says, thank you for Mm -hmm. the incredible way you have acted in my life for all these many years. That's not easy to do. And you never do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. But you do it to such a degree that you say, I really worked at it. It wasn't something that just came off the top of my head and, oh, that's done now. So, Do we have time for one more thing? I have signs printed up Mm -hmm. and put them out on the street. Like one was, love your neighbor. Yep, that means all of them. (laughs) So what about a sign that says something like, this is a house that gives thanksgiving. Or you can brainstorm this. That gives thanks to the Lord. That gives thanks to the Lord for all. That's beautiful. And I generally, we have a circle drive, so I generally have two made. But I think I have just enough time to have the sign makers make something I think it's a great idea. Okay, you help me brainstorm that out. We'll get the wording down, but... What we're saying is this is the sort of stuff that we need to be doing with one another, with our friends, with our family, saying, how do we make this memorial celebration of Thanksgiving the best that we possibly can? Now, you're individualizing what Mm -hmm. your mind is going through. I'm going back to the basic thought, okay? And I'll say it one more time. American Christians would do well to think carefully and prayerfully about how they will celebrate special days such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. You've been listening to the Before We Go podcast. And if you would like to write to us, please send us an email at the following address, hosts at beforewego.show. That's all lowercase letters, hosts at beforewego.show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and share on whatever platform you listen. This podcast is copyright. 2021 by Mainstay Ministries, Post Office Box 30, Wheaton, Illinois, 60187.